Welcome to another episode of Tangy Talks here with Steve Turk and Victor Feria. Happy Friday, Victor. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Steve. I gotta I gotta say it's our fifth episode. So we hit a month on here. Episode five. I need to confide to you. We need the we need everything going on here. We're, we're getting if I do a thumbs up. My picture goes boom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's Apple, all we need. Uh, the new Apple system here. We got there. The, you go, man. How are you today? How are you today, Steve? I'm feeling good. Uh, we got there a great go. episode that we're talking about today. We've got some things ranging from Miami's Airbnb boom to nuns starting Airbnbs to people getting payback for with uh, bad reviews that we're going to talk about. Excited to speak but, about uh, that. Yeah, we're excited to talk about that. But last week we talked about our Super Bowl predictions. How did we do? Yeah. Uh, I think we should uh, stick to our daytime job. You know, maybe we predict uh, short-term rental trends, technologies a little better. I don't think we we hit it on the spot. At least we got the Kansas City win. We got that. We got the win. But and I think Taylor Swift. How many times did she show up? We looked. I said seven. And it was twelve times, but only fifty-three seconds of airtime. So maybe <laughs> okay. that should have been the bet. Over under a minute of airtime. But we'll start doing some more of these predictions. She needs a big check from the NFL somehow, somewhere. I think she's getting. I'm sure people are buying more and more tickets. I've been downloading more music because now my daughter and son have been watching her on the games. So, oh, there you go. She there created go. her own her own content, and we're we're downloading her music. Incredible, man! But it's been a great week for us. We've added a new property that we're excited about. Um, I think next time we'll put up a little picture of our new yeah, property that we've got. Um, but if you're searching on for it, you can check it out at StayWithTangy.com. And what's the name of that one that we just got? We named it Surfer's Cove as a big, beautiful surfboard right as soon as you walk into the left-hand side. Um, we thought it would be a, an appropriate name. Yeah, and it continues growing our portfolio of awesome properties. So check it out at staywithtangy.com. But in our hometown, we got a transition here. And I, I'm going to do a little, I don't say rant, but warning to a lot of people. But I want your opinion as <laughs> Miami's Airbnb surge. Let me read this. Miami is experiencing an unprecedented surge and Airbnb listings. They have 12,000 new condos coming on board just in downtown, and 64% of them are going to be studios and one-bedrooms that are allowed to be rented on Airbnb. So that is, you really think about it, like three Fontainebleau-sized properties. And if you don't know the Fontainebleau Hotel, it's 1,400 rooms just at that hotel. But They're going to make like three of those, basically, in the downtown area and flood the market with Airbnbs. What do you think about that before I get into my my little warning? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, it's an eye-opener, right, for all the owners that have their studios and have their, um, you know, one-bedroom, one-bathrooms and are going to compete directly with those units. Um, you know, those investors that are coming in, you know, Latin American um, investors that are bringing in their money, that's uh, it's going to be a hard competition also with hotels, with local hotels, right? Like what we always say. Um, and I think we talked about it a little bit in our last episode. One bedrooms, one bathrooms compete directly with hotels. Yeah, and these are a lot of studios. But I'm going to, you know, I usually don't do this, but I want to help people. We're here to help people. And we're going to give a little bit behind the scenes. I didn't tell Victor I was going to talk about this, but we've been in a meeting recently with a developer and the realtors that were asking for our help to help manage the building. Right. And part of that was asking us to give them pricing that they could show to potential purchasers or investors in that property. And we gave them the real numbers, what the comp set shows, what the neighborhood shows. It's not a small time developer. 
right. and realtor program. And we showed them what the numbers would be. And they were not happy with those numbers because they said it wasn't enough for them to show the people who were interested in buying that they could cover their mortgage or cover their investment with investment, those right. ADRs that we were showing them. That's the average daily rates. So they asked us to increase it. And we said, we can increase it. Our name is on this. This is, we're not going to trick people into buying your properties. And they decided to go with somebody else that would change those numbers for them that were not accurate. So my warning for all of you out there, if you're being sold that this is going to be printing money for you in a studio or one bedroom in these buildings, and it really is an investment for you, do your homework because there's a lot of good actors out there, but there are unfortunately scumbags out there and they are in it to make their money. And if you were in this room with us, you would see the exact typical Miami stereotype bro with, you know, the gold chains, gold Rolex and Ferrari out front that has taken your money. Doesn't care if you make money after they make the sale. So please do your homework, understand the market. And this is going to be tough for hotels now too. hotels have to compete with this. Exactly. So I just want you all to know, you see this article, you're like, wow, that is a lot. Right. Well, your brain, yes, it is a lot. But not everyone is going to be ultra successful. We exactly. see it properties now in the downtown corridor, some that we're talking to that have had to drop their rates and they can't cover the mortgages and people are missing out on their bank payments. So be smart. That's my warning to all of them out there, right? We Love talk it. about this all the time. Did I miss I anything? It. Not at all. I think you covered that, you know, perfectly. A good, I think a good kind of practice would also be, you know, if it's too good to be true, you know, send a couple emails, reach out to a couple of uh, management companies, get their opinion on it, you know, see if they could run an analysis for you um, and then just compare, you know, that's uh, a lot of investors that buy into these properties that don't necessarily, you know, uh, need for it to make a a generous investment on it. Uh, But there are some that, like you said, that this is their, their life savings and they, and they, um, are going to be, you know, waiting for that extra, extra income and, and, and they'll, they'll depend on it basically. So, so do your homework and I yeah, love that. Talked, do the homework. We've talked to how many people out there that get themselves oh, yeah. stuck in these and all of a sudden they're like begging for our help. I'm like there is no way to make more on this. Exactly. You can only make it so nice, but there's only so much you can charge on a studio. Like you're not getting $400 a night or $500 a night for your studio when they can walk across the street to the intercontinental hotel. 500 and get a suite and get a restaurant and get these things so i love that thanks for sharing steve yes man we got to i had to make sure (laughs) i see this i got so angry because i just think about that meeting we were in right Right. and for listeners like victor and i we were on the bright line train of all things like doing these numbers and we're like we talked to ourselves like before we even submitted them like this is not making sense the sales price of these units for a studio is like seven hundred thousand dollars and you can't get that rate to cover you're just payment so i'm passionate about it if you need a free you know advice not advice but a free assessment on the property and what it can make that's something that we do most vacation rental companies should offer that so if they're charging you for that go find somebody else because that's already a little bit of a shady thing so make sure you're doing your homework there you go that's all i got (laughs) that's all i got on that one i love it the next one's interesting the next topic that we saw here today is host retaliation I know a lot of us think about things that we wish we could do to retaliate against guests, even in hotel life, but we never do. It's sometimes just a fantasy in the back of our head. But do you want to talk about this one and what happened? 
Yeah, I was excited to talk about this. I saw you share this one yesterday and, and I was like, okay, this one, this one's going to be a fun topic. It immediately reminded me of, you know, my days back in the hotel when we were just always so concerned about privacy as a guest. You know, we had, and, and, and you know, this, Steve, when you were working at the, the luxury hotels, you had celebrities, um, you know, CEOs, big names that were coming into the properties and staying with us. And, you know, they were, sometimes they had stalkers. Sometimes they had, you know, people that were trying to approach them, trying to speak with them, calling in the hotel and, you know, trying to trick you and saying, hey, what room is so-and-so staying in? So right away, it gave me that flashback. And, and I just remembered that, that part and how important it was for, you know, the guest privacy. I, I don't necessarily think that was the best way to retaliate. I, you know, we, I haven't told we, we haven't said what happened yeah, yet. We got to tell them. Let's, so tell let's us, share, tell let's us share with happened. them. <laughs> let's share with them what happened. All right. So let's. here's what happened. We have an Airbnb host. It's on the New York Post if you want to go see this. Yeah. Uh, an Airbnb host did their normal back and forth with the guests saying how many people are going to be staying. Um, no smoking in the house. No parties. And the person staying there started breaking a lot of the rules, started inviting people over, wasn't following the rules from the owner. And basically in the end, the host was so upset because she got, or he or she got a bad review. Right. They ended up using the ring camera of that person and found out that he happened to be staying at that home with a lady that wasn't his wife um, and sent those photos to his wife and caused a huge issue. And now that guest is suing the host for ruining his marriage uh, using the ring cameras out front to basically blackmail him to take down his post or his Incredible. bad review. So bad all the way around for everybody yeah. involved there, guest and host. But, you know, I want to bring this up <laughs> because we do have hosts that like getting very involved in certain things because they're not trained in hospitality. Uh, but also I want to talk about the camera placement. So why don't we start with the very basic? Where do we allow cameras to go and how do we communicate them? Yeah. And then and to that point, um, you know, when you were saying what, what occurred, you know, I mean, two wrongs can make a right, you know, it's a, it's a battle around there, but you know, definitely the cameras is a, is a big issue and a big thing. You know, there are privacy concerns and Airbnb does um, send out memos, you know, to ensure that if you do have cameras um, first, you're sharing where the location is. And then you're also ensuring that they're not in, you know, private places and private areas. So, we 100% recommend all of our all of our owners to do you know to have cameras um, in in certain areas, especially in the exterior. And then we make it um, you know we make it a, a a big big deal to ensure that we're telling our guests and we're writing on our descriptions where the locations of the cameras are. 100%, you don't want cameras inside. Um, I think if I'm staying with my family or or with someone, I would definitely want you know uh, cameras in private areas, not even in the living room or in the entryway, et cetera. So keep them outside. Let guests know where, you know, the locations are. Um, and, and yeah, think about your guests and privacy. It's a big deal, especially now in this, in this time, right? Yeah, we want to make sure that people feel like there is no invasion of privacy. People are freaked out that every, like, a you know, smoke alarm has a camera in it these <laughs> days. And there are some people that are bad people. And that's just what they get off on for some reason. I don't know. But make sure if you have cameras, front door, Back door, you know, if you have a pool, maybe, you know, but you want to make sure that you're communicating exactly where these are right up front in the description. There you go. But, you know, look at hosts, if, whether you're working with professionals or not, don't take certain things so personal. Yes, we don't want people partying and destroying your properties, but we have some people that we've worked with in the past that are watching 
every entry camera. They're watching every message that goes back and forth. They'll show up to the properties because they're taking things personal, right? Because someone complained of the cleanliness, right? Yeah. Don't take it personal, guys. It's all part of the hospitality game. We don't want anyone's home getting trashed. That's why we have so many rules in place and so many things and checkboxes that we do to ensure that we don't have those party homes. Exactly. But exactly. if you're just starting out, just know you're going to get complaints. You're going to have yeah. issues. Don't take it to heart. Yeah, it's a it's an unfortunate part of the business, but it is you know it is part of the business. And uh, us as hospitality, I mean, I don't think you you'll have a story that surprises you anymore, Steve. I'm sure you've heard it all and seen it all. So uh, to us, you know, that's that's something you know very common to someone like a, an owner that's just getting into it. This is completely new to them. You know, this is not something that they've dealt with on the day to day. So something like that can, um, I get it. You know, can spark a, an emotion, but you know, keep things cool. You know, think ahead. Um, you know, make solutions that that basically are best for everyone. Um, and and I think you know you'll you'll, you'll do the right choice uh, by doing that. I agree with you. Again, just don't take it out on the guests. Don't show up either if you're pissed <laughs> off. Take a minute. Don't show up angry. And don't right? send videos. <laughs> to yeah, and don't send videos to, to the people's wives. Okay, let's. Uh, you say not that me or victor have to worry about that we're good dudes so i'm never worried about that but for other people out there don't do it <laughs> anyhow let's get into the arbitrage business people see this especially during the pandemic i saw on tiktok so many people claiming to be multi-millionaires in airbnb and the model of arbitrage for those that don't know that out there what is the arbitrage model victor basically uh arbitrage is considered when you offer um the owner or the landlord of a building or you know single family home, uh, you offer them rent uh, for that month's worth. Um, so basically you're offering that full rent to that owner landlord um, and then whatever is on top, you know that's profit to the company. but you do have to pay you know that that monthly uh, that monthly fee every every month. So um, I think that's in a nutshell what arbitrage is, right? Yeah, I think that's perfect. And th this was something also, I think, on CNBC. This was a big article on CNBC that we saw that investors were misled by not only the arbitrage model, they were investing in a company that, yes, would lease out places. But on top of that, they would go to like a tangy like us, lease out our listings nightly and then try to flip them on other places. Crazy. And so they were making money when everything was great. And now they're in a hole and they owe people a lot of money and it just shows that if it's too good to be true what happens it it's usually is <laughs> so this guy was going around convincing people because he was like a pyramid scheme was getting so much money invested was giving people high returns right then renting out other people's airbnbs not even just doing leasing of the building and putting on airbnb leasing other people's airbnbs and then flipping them on other like vrbo and booking and others to try to fill up what he had just leased at low rates. So unbelievable. I don't know how he had started that or thought it was a good idea, but he's still defending himself, uh, saying that he was doing things by the book. Um, but one of the questions we got is, is Airbnb arbitrage a viable investment strategy or is it, like we said, too good to be true? What do you think? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think it ties into our first topic, right? A little bit in that in that sense that um, just do your due diligence and make sure that, you know, you're doing your homework, um, you know, arbitrage, uh, you know, there are, you know, negatives and there are positives. Um, I think, you know, there are positives in the sense if you make sure that the location, right, location is in the perfect area, 
that the that the actual monthly fee can actually you know your revenue can actually cover that monthly fee um, and that you stand out you know you're a very unique property you know we think that those three uh, those three together can make for a good arbitrage deal uh, but now you know if you're not being competitive if the 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 monthly is too high you know that might not be the the right place to do arbitrage and we've seen a lot of companies and we've seen a lot of uh, competitors, you know, in the arbitrage, uh, you know, business fail um, in, in doing that. So just look out, you know, do do your homework, like we said. Yeah. And there's, look, most of us trying this, I'd say, if you know that neighborhood and you're in that neighborhood, right, go for it. Like, you know, that that building is always going to generate this amount of money. And worst case, I can long-term rent it and still cover. That's plan B. Then you got a plan B. But there are big companies that have went out of business and they've talked about it like Domeo that raised hundreds of millions of dollars, like Lyric that got invested into by Airbnb. And there's countless others, uh, Stay Alfred, and there's more to come, unfortunately, that I think are going to be going out of business this year. Uh, Front Desk just went out of business this year. All raised big money to be able to do this and crashed and burned. So if they are raising millions and millions of dollars to do this, just know that it's it's hard to do on scale. But I think you can do it almost like surgically, like, this neighborhood, this block, and you can be good. There you I go. don't think you can do it across the country, just trying to scale as fast as you can. Sonder that's out there is a publicly traded company. Nothing. It's all public information. It hasn't made profit since they've been open, but they raised so much money that they're able to burn and burn and burn. But at some point that burn rate is going to uh, disappear and they've transitioned into hotels, right? Because now go. they know. Basically, that's what it was. <laughs> so, yeah, that's exactly you know, it. Yeah, and I think uh, you know another good uh, as as we're talking here, and I'm thinking about um, the subject in itself. There's there's ways to structure right, uh, structure uh, an arbitrage as well. Not necessarily always is paying uh, the full amount. There could be a profit sharing uh, model. You know, I, I'm thinking uh, to the what five we do. Units, yeah. yeah, the five units in Miami Beach that we had the um, you know the 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 opportunity to do so, and that profit sharing model you know can work for the owner for the landlord at times, and also mutually for the management company it becomes basically a partnership, right? Yeah, I think it's a good model too for you out there looking for an opportunity that's a little bit more low risk, but still win-win for both is you pay a lower monthly rent guaranteed that you still know you can cover. And then the upside is sharing a percentage of the nightly rent. So that's there something that we've done. And I think that it works, there especially you if you know the neighborhood, like we knew the block, like we were very specific. So listeners, like we knew the block, we knew the street, we knew what was around it. We knew the competition, surgical. Right. Not just like, oh, we're going to rent out all these buildings. We knew what we wanted. So a lot of tips here today. I I was going to say a good little nugget right there. A lot of good info. We're giving out all of our top secrets here on Tangy Talk because now we're up to six subscribers on YouTube. Shout out to you. We doubled one week. Let's see if we can double next week. There you go. I think uh, I think with that, just that advice, we'll we'll gain one more. (laughs) Take it. Um, but listen, maybe we'll get some nuns that are our fans because nuns are now getting into Airbnb and this is something innovative. It's a response to their financial pressures. A group of nuns in Sevilla, Spain, right? Spain. Yeah. Have converted part of their historic covenant into Airbnb flats, blending religious life with hospitality. This unique venture not only supports the nuns community, but also offers guests a rare opportunity to experience the heritage and tranquility of covenant life. I'm sold. 
I'm sold. Book me a room. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. I feel like I might turn into like a haunted, uh, scary movie or oh, something really nice like Eat, Pray, Love, and you're going and hanging out with the nuns. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's it's interesting. Quiet I mean, time. It says it all, right? I mean, Airbnb's for everyone. Um, and it's a great, great way of, um, of, of making and generating income when there might not be um, any. But I think that's really cool. You know, Spain is, uh, is beautiful and those churches um, if you've never been, definitely check, you know, a couple of the churches out, um, specifically in Sevilla that we've traveled to, um, and they're beautiful. So I wouldn't mind, you know, waking up in a beautiful room to a beautiful church, maybe go to a mass or two, um, enjoy the company. So I think, hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> I like it. And so a question coming through here is what other kind of places do you think would make interesting Airbnbs? What's off the top of your head? Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about it all the time here in our in our tangy talks. You know, it's it's all about the experience, right? So they're offering an experience. You know, I'm thinking of um, a lot of castles. Um, yep. You know, all, all over Europe, uh, castles would be really interesting. You know, our we friends have, at Storied, our friends at Storied are doing that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, we have a lot of themed uh, places, or, or I think it was like last year that they turned a home um, in Malibu into a Barbie doll um you know theme so they turn into a luxury luxury basically property into a a themed experience so those are the ones on top of my head i could think of but there's just so many options right so many options there's so many cool ones i think like different like i think one that could be a really cool airbnb but it's run like a hotel is the johnny versace mansion down okay, here right, right? Yeah, i didn't think about right. that I, I think that it could be something i wish they would let us get in there a little bit because it's unique things like that, like Johnny Versace lived here. And if you haven't been there, you can check it out online. Like it, he designed it all and it happens to be open to the public now. It, rumors are it might be haunted because he was shot on the front steps, but unique place, right? And you can see these things. And in my head, I've been wanting to go to Japan really like badly. This is okay. like on my list now. Very cool. Um, and I feel like I could do this at like one of these like Japanese temples from like the 12th century. That would be a super cool experience. To go I think to. so. I think so. I mean, yeah, that's that's a, you know, it's a great ideas there too. I love the Netflix series of uh, Versace um, show, so I'm sure there's a lot of uh, fans out there that probably would love that idea, right? Yeah, or maybe it's like the Sopranos kind of thing too, like uh, based off of TV shows. Like, there's so many cool things they can do. But shout out to these nuns that are help funding the renovation by renting out some space um, in their covenant. Pretty cool. I wonder if you get any like to take home what are the, what the yeah. amenities are when you arrive exactly i don't know uh some maybe a, holy water. a bible a bible and some holy water at the entrance check-in um but it's out. cool it's a cool concept it's uh i think we've even seen it not only in airbnbs we've seen it at, like in in restaurants right we had um not too long ago here in miami like a dolly parton um setup a little bar that popped up here oh, the gold, it was the golden girls the golden girls i'm sorry uh golden girls and i think it's doing well and it's like a little uh, kind of dive bar with all the setup uh, for yep. all the Golden Girls uh, fans out there. I'm sure it's uh, really cool to check out. I haven't been. Yeah, people want experiences. And now the new Malibu Barbie one just popped up in Wynwood. So everyone wants something unique. But this was something that popped out at us as being unique. So we covered some great things. But let's talk about a little bit of operation going on. And so, you know, we were adding properties as fast as we can, the right properties. And we're hiring the right way. I think something that comes up here a lot is how to hire as you're growing here. Cause at some point you had to start hiring because Victor was a one man show um, before we teamed back up. How did you start to decide when it was time to hire somebody? 
Yeah, we, 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 we had to get strategic, you know, and we had to get into the numbers, um, I think. So uh, what do we say, Steve? It was seven uh, per, per seven units. For, per every seven units, we need one housekeeper. Yeah, and our units are different sizes, so it's not like just like a straight hotel room. But for us, it's homes that are all spread out. Yeah, so we got that formula. We know what we need, you know, to to be able to cover our operations as far as the cleaning part. Um, now, when it comes to the the maintenance and the, the management and the supervisor, um, you know, roles that's uh, really really important. Um, I'm a firm believer the people who you have and you hire most of the times do things better than you. Um, so so having the right people in the right seat. Um, and ensuring that they have all of their tools when you do um, bring them onto the team is, is super important and key. I mean, we're going through right now our busy season and we're sailing along. Our team is is killing it. Yep. And we've invested with the right people in the right seats, like we always say. And for someone starting out, because this question you know, hits home, you may have to take yourself a little bit of a pay cut to invest in your company. You have to decide what kind of company you want to have. And so maybe it's just good. You want to have you know, seven homes and you manage it yourself and run around all day? Or do you take a little bit of a pay cut, invest that into a great assistant, handyman, virtual assistant, housekeeper, so that you can have some more free time to grow the company? So that's the advice I like to give people is decide what kind of business you want to have because it's all different for everybody, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it uh, here personally um, where we've created now a really good balance where we can you know, say, hey, we have the right people handling our operations that are great, you know, um, loyal and trustworthy people who, who run the day to day. And we can go out, you know, and go into these meetings and, and go and meet these people and be strategic um, in the way that we grow the company. But I think we might made that decision and that plan, you know, pretty on early. And we kind of knew, you know, what the direction of the company, what we wanted to do. So um, I think we were pretty strategic in that. We are very strategic. And I'll tell you, if you're also looking to hire somebody, be strategic in the questions you ask. We always talk about this. Ask them how many people are on their team. Is it just that one person? Because if it's just one person, maybe they'll do okay for you. But you need a lot of hands to really do hospitality at this level the right way. Yeah. And and and, and you, Steve, I mean, you've hired and uh, interviewed countless, countless of uh, people. I mean, you know how important um, that role is, is are there like specific questions that you know that you that you'd like to ask or you want to ask them? If I'm hiring on our team, right? If I'm hiring for our team, yes. I the first thing I need to see before I even ask any questions is did they show up on time? Right? That's like my number one thing. And when I say on time, do they show up five minutes early? I'm one of those people. And are they smiling when they introduce themselves? And if they're not doing those two things, I don't even worry about what I'm asking. I do a friendly interview and we move on. So if you ever sit down with me <laughs> or Victor and you show up late, make sure to reschedule if you can, or give some amazing excuse because things do happen. But if you're not smiling, you control that. And so if you're late and you don't smile, and we just know that those are two kind of red flags for me off the bat. Um, but I always ask one of my favorite questions now, I just started asking this, if you can wave a magic wand, what does your day look like while you work here? That. I love that. Right. And so if they tell me something that's way off base that doesn't exist, then I know that's probably not. But if it's something that makes sense for our company and what we do every day, I think that's a home run. So I love that. If you can wave a magic wand, what would your day look like working for us? I'm imagining now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure somebody would be like, well, I wouldn't really come to work on time. I could pick and choose and I don't have to do too much. 
right there, right then and there. <laughs> See, we're giving our secrets. So if you're interviewing with us, we are hiring uh, for housekeepers right now. Uh, just make sure to be on time, smile, and we'll take care of the rest there. But that was a good question. And the other thing too, man, we didn't really talk about this. It's not a big deal for many, but for us, I'm proud that we have our first work van that's getting wrapped into our Amen. marketing and logo. So you might see our tangy uh, van rolling around the streets. Uh, so if there you see you it, make sure to take it. a picture and, and hashtag it, tangy van. There you go. Should add a little 1-800-how-am-I-driving also to let us know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. William, I don't know if you're driving it. William's uh, our head of operations and Felix. Uh, now you got people watching you. <laughs> uh, but we'll get William. William wants to be on the show, and we're going to do some live reporting from uh, properties. Properties uh, that'll be, be like uh, our guy on the streets. There you uh, go. So William, if you're watching this, get ready, man. Next next week, we're going to have you live doing a remote episode. There you go, man. We have a lot of cool ideas. I think we could we could we could spice up the show in, in many different ways. But that'll be a fun one. I like that one. Yeah, and if you're interested in being on the show. Uh, let us know. We're always looking for interesting people to talk. It can't be just a commercial about your company, but if you have some insights and tips for people to enhance what they're doing, we'd love to chat with you. You can always message us at tangymgmt.com. Send us a message. That's tangymgmt.com, and we would love to chat with you. Well, anything you want to leave our listeners with this week before we sign off, Victor? I think it's uh, been a great week. We got we had Valentine's this Wednesday. Hope you got to celebrate and, and, and enjoy that time. It was a great, great time for us here and, and my family as well. And then next week, we got Food and Wine Festival. It's going to be yep. an exciting one. And I'm excited that you get to come to the Wine and Food. Okay, Wine, wine and Food Festival. The uh, founder, Lee Schrager, would yell at me if I said <laughs> it the other way around. The Wine and Food Festival. And we got to be official media passes to go there. So we'll be at some of the events. So if you're going to be there too, let us know. We would love to, to hang out and either have a burger or a beer or a wine with you because there's so many fun things going on in the city. There you uh, go next couple of months so yeah we'll share we'll share a couple of uh a couple of uh experiences we had there and a couple of fun stories i'm excited for that but uh but yeah i'll leave that off with that it's a great great uh week and 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 even better month i love february um and have a great great friday and even better weekend steve yep and for again thank you all the listeners to that are watching with us and we joke around about how we don't have many but we see how many hundreds <laughs> of you are watching um, but please make sure to share this if you find it valuable like it and if you can, come subscribe on our YouTube channel. I know we do this live on LinkedIn, but come on over to YouTube and watch us sometimes too. There you go.